0: The following verse always comes to mind when I prepare to share from God's word. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that's you, that's me, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I just want to pray before we start. Oh Lord God, I just thank you for your word, the power of your word. May it teach us today. may We have hearts to receive in Jesus' name. As we look today, as a church we've been studying, we've been on a journey in scripture recognizing and recounting the history of the Israelites in their rescue and exodus from Egypt. We have seen the responses of the leaders, the people and the power of the Lord. We can learn from these stories. We as individuals are on a journey, too. This journey of life helps us learn so much about ourselves and about those around us in the midst of our daily activities. It exposes our hopes, our dreams, our fears, and our longings. And most of all, I pray that it helps us encounter our living God. Let's start at Exodus 14, 29-31, and I'm reading from the NIV translation. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in Him and in Moses, His servant. In the NLT it says that the people were filled with awe before Him, that the people put their trust and their faith in God. What can we learn from the Israelites? Experiencing the power of the Lord leads to a heart response. Awe, fear, deep reverence and respect, trust and faith in God. How did they respond like that after such an experience? A miraculous yet frightening deliverance. How do you respond after an encounter with the living God? It's recorded in the Word of God as a song of Moses and Miriam. As I was researching for this this Bible study, this talk, I learned that music was an important part of worship and celebration to the Jews. Singing had always been part of the Jewish culture in the synagogue, but also in the homes. Singing was a response used to mark significant life events, life moments of expression of love and thanks from birth to death. Singing helps people memorize liturgy and to pass down oral traditions and truth. Singing was also seen as a way to define identity Every Jew recognizes himself through the traditions and community. The songs of the people unite their identities. Perhaps we can identify with this too. We sing during celebrations. We sing happy birthday. We sing wedding songs. We have Christmas carols. We have choruses and hymns. And when we sing, yes, Jesus loves me, I believe that also unites us. When people join us in that, we realize we have a faith that connects us. The song identifies our belief. Exodus 15 is a unifying, solidifying song, the first song recorded in Scripture as a commemoration of who the Lord is and what he has done. This is an intentional heart response of praise, one voice lifted up, one large heart cry from the people. Let's read that song together. Exodus 15, starting in verse 1. Then Moses and the Israelites sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army is hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood firm like a wall. The deep waters congealed in this heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue, I will overtake them. I will divide their spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword. My hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. In your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength you will guide them to your holy dwelling. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Eden will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling. And the people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by. O Lord, until the people you brought, back, brought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, you made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, your hands established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophetess Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her. With tambourines and dancing, Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, the horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. Let's unpack this song together. The first chunk seems to be in three, it seems to be in three sections. The first chunk, praise to God. The second, cause for praise. And the third conclusion, the Lord reigns. In verses one to three, we look at that and we go, why are they praising God? Well, they're praising him because of his saving act that inspired them, inspired the praises of his people. It's very personal. I will sing to the Lord. The Lord is my strength, my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him, my Father's God. I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. When I read these verses, I hear a heart's cry of declared truce, declared allegiance, declared trust. This is Yahweh. In Exodus 14:4, 4, Moses had declared the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still, he told the people. In Psalm 24, 8, who is the King of glory? The Lord Almighty, he is the King of glory. Do you know the King of glory? Who do you say the Lord is? Does your name for God change in the midst of life circumstances? Personally, I can identify. When I was 14, I was rejected by my earthly father and my my song, my personal song became, looking for love in all the wrong places, searching for love in too many faces. When I was 16, I had an encounter with the living God and recognized I needed love. I needed salvation. I needed deliverance from a life of searching for acceptance and love. I said, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me, I surrender my life to you. He changed me from the inside out. My heart song changed too. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? My dad died when I was 28 years old. He was elderly and had suffered a stroke 12 years prior that changed his life. After that stroke, he moved into an extended care and he never spoke again. He never said my name again. That was a difficult time for me. I was a teacher at the time, and I remember one day I was overcome by grief, and I had to leave the classroom and go home. And when I was at home, my heart was crying out to God. Where's my dad spending eternity? Is he with you, God? And a friend confronted me. Rusha, how big is your God? What a life-changing question. I went on a journey to study my Bible, to read the Word of God. I became so hungry for the Word of God and what it could teach me about who God truly is and who I could trust in fully. And I'm able to declare the song, the words of this song, my God is so big, he's so strong and so mighty. There is nothing my God can do, cannot do for you, and you and you and for me and for my dad. Even though my dad for 12 years never spoke, I never knew what he felt about God because he'd never talked about it prior. I knew my God could minister to his heart and draw him to himself. I pray God takes you on a journey too where you can fully trust the truths of Exodus 15. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. Verses four to 13, give us an example of why there's a cause for praise, for God's powerful acts deliver his people. If you read through it, you notice all the details, the wonder and the awe, the awe they must have felt, the glory that they wanted to give back to their God who had just delivered and rescued them. Retelling the story of God's miracles and his miraculous deliverance, anchoring the truths in our minds and giving thanks, has a way of solidifying the story for us personally. In verse 6 we read, Your breath, your right hand, O God, your right hand, O Lord, majestic in power. Shattered the enemy. In verse 8 we read, By the blast of your nostrils the waters piled up. Verse 10 we read, but you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. Reminds me of the creation story in Genesis 2-7. By the breath of, of God, man was given life, transforming his form into a living being, a spiritual being with capacity to serve and fellowship with God. This is how big our God is. What about verse 11? who is this god who are you who is like you O lord you are majestic in holiness awesome in glory working wonders you are stretched out right hand and the earth you stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them in your unfailing love you will lead and the people you redeem sorry in the in your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed in your strength you will guide them to your dwelling your holy dwelling this is the God they sang praise for for the powerful acts he had shown to them psalm 77 verse 11 to 15 says i will remember the deeds of the lord yes i will remember your miracles of long ago i will meditate on your works and consider all your mighty deeds your ways o god are holy what god is so great is our god you are the god who performs miracles you display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. Have you been there where you've remembered and you've proclaimed and you've been able to say, I will meditate on your works and consider your mighty deeds? Remembering the truths of God and the miracles of long ago, they help us to trust our God deeper, and more readily. I've had that life experience myself. As like many of you, I'm sure you've had difficulties at times. In a span of about seven years, my husband had a series of health issues. He had two hip replacements, two heart surgeries, an appendix removed, concussion, and a car accident. I remember sitting beside his hospital bed as we were waiting for the hospital transport to arrive to take him into surgery. And I said to the doctor, my husband needs me. He needs me to go with him to the hospital. And I remember the doctor saying, no, you cannot come. You may not ride in the ambulance. You may not hold his hand. You may not be there with him. And I was like, no, but he needs me. And I remember kissing my husband as they took him off. And I remember being so sad and so alone and so unsure of what I should do with myself. So I went home and I put on my worship music. Nice and loud and I sat down by my computer and I started to type I started to type out my heart song my heart's feelings my heart's need at that moment and as I poured out my heart in words a song Much like that in Psalms, in the Psalms, I need you, God, God needs you. And then I remembered in the midst of that outpouring that my God had been there for us so many times before, that my God had helped me and sustained me and carried me and carried my family many times before. And with tears streaming down my cheeks, I raised my hands in adoration and declared out loud, my God, I will trust in you no matter what. Waiting is hard. Walking with God is a must. Perhaps your heart cry is, God, help me. I'm sure that was the heart cry of the Israelites. God, I wanna trust you. God, show me. Deepen my faith in you, God. God, help me, God. Equip me, God. What is your heart cry? In verses 14 to 21, we see the conclusion of the song. God's demonstration of sovereignty will be known and praised. What does sovereignty mean? Sovereignty means that our God is all-powerful. The nations will hear and tremble. Felicia, Edom, Moab, Canaan. You will bring your people out, you will plant them. You, Lord, will reign forever and ever. And then Miriam sings a song in response. For look at what the Lord has done. He has delivered us. In verse 21, Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and rider he has hurled into the sea. She shook the tambourine and the women followed with dancing, proclaiming with their voices loud and clear, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. And recounting what he had done, the horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. I can just imagine that their hearts wanted to sing for they were safe, they were delivered. Why sing? Because our God has triumphed gloriously over all creation. I believe our hearts, our lives, and our minds were designed to express worship and awe for our Creator, our Redeemer, our God, in triumph and in trials. What does that look like in your life? Is it expressed in words, song, prayer, artistic expression, obedience, service? When does your heart song flow to honor, exalt the name of the Lord, to celebrate His presence and His promises? The Israelite song, their response was out of gratitude, exaltation, and it challenges me. I can't even imagine how they must have felt in that moment. The shock, the fear, the losing all, the knowing they would have to start all over again learning how to trust the one that was leading them. But they said, I will praise my God. What is your response in hard times, in the insignificant times, in the joy, in your daily living? Is it one of gratitude, dependence, acknowledgement of the God who saved you? Do you thank him? I know for me, I am also brought, always brought to places when I, when I focus and dwell on who my God is and what he's done for me, of being able to say, thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you that there is a home prepared in eternity for me when this is over. Do I freely pray, praise God? I sure want to, more and more. Do you? For me, it's often when I'm on the water and my thoughts are, far off and enjoying that God is created, that songs will come to mind. A song like this, Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. Or what about when I'm on a mountain top after a hiking or skiing experience, and I look down and I realize how big and vast this great world is. And my heart often goes to a place of, O Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Saviour God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Or recently at the park with the kids when the birds were singing. And the song just came to mind, the birds upon the treetop sing their song. The angels chant their chorus all day long. The flowers in the garden blend their hue. So why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't you? Praise him too. Or last week we hosted International Women's Day here at our church. And 205 women from all over the nation who had recently arrived in Canada Wow, what a journey I'm sure they've been on, giving up their homelands, being in a foreign land, starting a new life. And as I watched them speak about their culture and their home, my heart cried out in song. Oh God, may they know your incredible love. May they understand all of who Jesus is. But what about right now, right here, in this moment? Does a song of praise rise up inside of you? Would it unite God's people? Would we be able to sing it together? What song would you sing? You know this isn't the only song recorded after praise of the Lord's powerful presence in the lives of people. There are other recorded songs in Scripture. Deborah and Barak in Judges 5 1 to 31. Her tribute to the one who fights for his people and delivers them from destruction. Wow thank you God. Hannah in 1 Samuel 2 1 to 10. Thanks to God for the birth of her son Samuel, the Lord had changed her lament to praise. What about David in 2 Samuel 22, 1-51? His declaration of dependence on Yahweh during distress and acknowledges God's saving acts from his enemies. And what about Mary in Luke 1, 46-55, where she states, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Her response, to knowing she would give birth to the Messiah. And what about Zechariah in Luke 1, 68 to 79? He praised God for Israel's history and the coming of the Lord's salvation after the birth of his son, John. Exodus 15 is the rec- first recorded song and Revelation 15 is the last recorded song in scripture. Let's look at the parallels below. Exodus 15, the song of Moses. What is it about? The execution of the foe, expectations of the saints, the exaltation of the Lord. This was a song of Moses bringing and leading his people out of Egypt into deliverance. What about the song of the lamb in Revelation 15? Redemption by the blood of Jesus, an internal inheritance and glorifying God as he, God has opened up his kingdom By bringing people in through what Jesus has done for mankind delivered from the physical bondage of slavery delivered from spiritual bondage of darkness are given by the life of Jesus contrasting still needed by you and I and the world needs to know these truths what's your heart response are you spiritually alive and well today Have you said, yes, I need you, Jesus. Forgive me for my sins. I accept you as Lord, Savior, deliverer, friend. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and mold me into the person you created me to be. Is that you today, wanting to be spiritually alive? Or are you one who needs to be crying out to God for deliverance from something? Oh Lord, I need help with, heal this. Deliver me from this increase my faith in you in the name of Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. Are these your prayers? Are these prayers of your heart? Or do you know someone that needs to hear these truths that you could share with? We can learn from this story in scripture. Can you lift your words of praise to your God today? Freely, without inhibitions, no scripted text or lyrics, just a heart cry out of gratitude, longing and hope because you can declare what he has done for you. What are some of the themes of your personal God story? Can you say, my God you are majestic in holiness, working wonders, you guide me with your strength. You are merciful and powerful and your greatness and holiness you are awesome in glory you lead me with your unfailing love you are my redemption you are my you are eternally reigning you are peace you are freedom you are deliverer Singing has been said to sustain people during situations of stress and situations of psychological pain and suffering or expressions of joy. I pray as you move forward after today, when you think of Exodus 15, that Psalm 96 will also be one of your heart cries. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. May God bless you as you journey with him.